Does this sound familiar? Oh, closing out the month with 15K in revenue. How amazing it feels to reach 40K this month. Our programs have allowed our clients to generate $70,000 in revenue this month. Ad infinitum. So despite its prevalence in coaching, consulting, and service provider marketing, you may have gotten an intuitive inkling that there's something wrong with using this tactic in your marketing. Ready to turn that inkling into solid knowledge? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Critically Conscious Coach, where coaches and consultants know the importance of deeply connecting with prospects, showing up in an authentic and joyful way, and inviting those people to become lifelong clients to exceed their sales goals. But most coaches are afraid to market themselves because they've been taught to use cookie-cutter marketing tactics and unethical sales approaches. When in reality, your prospect just wants a real emotional connection and amazing results. Therefore, get ready to unlearn and market yourself authentically through asking insightful questions, making better business decisions, practicing self-acceptance, and doing sales the right way. Welcome back to another episode on The Critically Conscious Coach. My name is Ruthie Bowles, and I'm your host, as well as the founder of Defy the Status Quo. My company focuses on client advocacy for businesses hiring coaches, consultants, and service providers, as well as helping those business service professionals build ethical, aligned, and resilient businesses. Today, we are going to explore income claim marketing. Income claim marketing is when a coach or a consultant uses how much money they've made to prove how successful their business is. Income claim marketing might also be used to present the if I did it, you can do premise or because I did it, I can help you to do it too. Did you know that misleading income claims goes against the Federal Trade Commission regulations? So the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, is here for you know United States businesses. So this is country specific. But it's very possible that if you are listening to this and you're part of our international audience, then your country may also have something similar to the FTC. But confirmed offenses, as confirmed by the FTC and their judges, can result in over $43,000 per offense. And the FTC regularly issues notices to various businesses from you know, MLM companies, but also including coaching companies, reminding them of the FTC's rules around misleading claims. So the notices that the FTC sends out include descriptions of potential offenses like, you know, you can't make false, misleading, or deceptive claims about the earnings that potential investor or client could make. You can't misrepresent that you don't need experience to earn income. You can't misrepresent that you must act immediately to buy or be considered for a money-making opportunity. And you can't misrepresent that buying into a money-making opportunity is risk-free or involves little risk. So let's talk about some of the income claim marketing examples that I've seen, you know, around the Facebook and interwebs. You know, oh, and that's the end of another 50K month. My company just celebrated its first 100K month. I can't believe this is my fourth 15K month in a row. My first course launch and I made over 10K. Another client just reported their first 10K month. <laughs> I hoped you liked all my different voices. 
But those those are very common to see, and and they're usually positioned as, oh, this is just me celebrating and sharing with my audience. But that's not all it is. That's not all it is. And we know. So why is income claim marketing so effective? So by effective, I just mean getting people on the phone and into these so-called programs. Uh, But we have to remember that a lot of these types of income goals also rely on people's eagerness to achieve external definitions of success. So they haven't actually defined success for themselves and they are still latched on to the idea that they need to meet some type of external goal or external marker in order to be considered a successful business person. And the thing is, the only person who has to consider you successful really is you. So if your goal is not 10K a month, but your goal is in fact seven or five or held even three, if if that's what it would be like for you to be successful and it's 3K a month because, you know, your goals, your definitions, then do you boo-boo, right? But if you tell some of these business coaches, oh, yeah, I make 3K a month, super happy with it, love my work, whatever, we go, oh, but I can get you to 10K, blah, blah, blah. So you got to watch out for that. And we have the link for the episode for, you know, seeking X, you know, the definition of success externally down in the show notes. Another reason I think that income claim marketing is so effective, and again, I'm going to have to turn back to the United States here because that's where I'm from, so that's where I pull my data from, but the average income in the United States is not that much. So nationally, according to the latest data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's BLS, the annual mean wage for a full-time wage or salary worker in the United States is $53,490 per year. So that's about $4,457 per month. So when people say, oh, 10K isn't a lot of money, my response is, and I say this with absolutely no due respect, shut the fuck up. No, 10K per month isn't a lot for a business with employees and big budgets for things. Noted, they can have a ton of expenses. But for the businesses that many people are looking to start, these types of solopreneur businesses that have very low investment up front, i.e. you don't need a building, you don't need an office, you don't need high levels of technology, you don't need to have all of these huge things, you don't need equipment, then, you know, they can take home a decent amount of of 10K per month, right? And it's double what they're may what they may be used to earning if they are part of if they are around the average earner in the United States at fifty three thousand dollars a year. So, and that's on top of all of the other claims, right? The other claims like work less, make more, make money doing what you love. Ooh, the digital nomad lifestyle, right? So, if you're making fifty three thousand dollars a year and you hear that you can make that much, let's say you you even get the offer of, I can get you to a 5K month, you're making, in your head, right, you're making more than you are at your job, and they're telling you that you'll work less and stuff too, and it'll be less stressful and all these other things. So when you pile on all of those claims together, it paints a very idyllic and, (laughs) it's idyllic and not very likely, I promise you. And then of course, a 10K a month, you know, even if you're operating lean, it's not a whole lot of money if you just decide to invest in a 5K, 10K, 15K coaching program that's going to take you to the moon. So then, you know, that 10K a month definitely ends up being very little when you're doing this, right? But should you be charging people exorbitant amounts of money just so you can cover your own coaching payments? No, no. So I think when people say that, right, like they're not considering either they aren't considering the audience they're addressing or they have never been poor 
or they've forgotten what it feels like to be poor. You know, and I I did not always have <laughs> everything growing up. I'm one of six children. So even though my parents did make more than $53,000 a year, uh, the fact that there were six of us sucked up resources. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So why ultimately is income claim marketing misleading? Income claim marketing is misleading and sometimes downright false because you're making guarantees when you don't control all of the factors. So income claims are often used even though they don't represent a typical result for the vast majority of your clients. Income claims often represent a very small percentage of clients, but they're presented as if it's a typical result. So according to the FTC, that's actually against their regulations. In determining whether like earnings representation is likely to mislead consumers, the courts consider the overall net impression that that marketing creates. So claims of potential earnings that imply uh, that earnings are representative of what a typical participant, a typical client achieves could be considered to have a net impression of misleading the consumer or client regarding the results of the program that they believe they're investing in. A lot of coaches or, and consultants navigate around this by sharing their earnings. But like I said before, we know what they're doing. So stop it. Before we keep going with this podcast episode, I wanted to ask, are you struggling to determine what's ethical and what's not for your practice or business? It may be because you haven't delved deeply into your why. Called by many a unique and deep approach, the Why Workshop is a self-paced $77 mini course that guides you in a multifaceted dive into why you do what you do. The resulting ahas can become the heart of your brand and the filter for all decision-making in your business. Go to defythestatusquo.com forward slash the hyphen why hyphen workshop to learn more. Okay, that's over. Let's get back to the episode. Do you remember what I was saying? Oh, yes, I remember what I was talking about now. Uh, just a side note, I wanted to bring up income claim sales. So when you're on the phone with a client, it is not okay to assure them that they're going to make their investment back or double their investment or whatever it is as a means to get them to pay you. Unless you guarantee a full refund if they don't actually make their investment back. Now, here's the trick about that, though, is that many coaches and consultants do offer refunds, but they aren't actually easy to get. And the ways to prove a client's right to a refund are not clear in the client-coach contract. So just the, those are things to keep in mind. And so I'm going to go ahead and share a story with you um, from somebody who reached out to me on Instagram because uh, she was looking to invest in a coaching program. And we were talking about it. And she was we ended up getting on the phone and she was telling me about the experience and the sales call. And that's why I actually this the income claim sales piece here that I just mentioned wasn't something I was going to bring up. I hadn't actually thought of it. But after reflecting on that conversation, I realized that it needed to be had because it's also income claims happen during the sales process as well. So, you know, she was telling me that, you know, she was like, hey, yeah, like I was telling him I didn't really have the budget. And this person, this salesperson was telling me that I would definitely make my investment back. Like I, you know, and I've heard like, oh, you'll double your investment. Like, you know, you're paying, you know, $9,000 right now. But imagine how you're going to feel when you're earning 15K in a month. Imagine how you're going to feel when you, you know, you crest 20K. What is a $24,000 coaching investment when you're making 50K months? What is like, what is that? <laughs> no, you're going to make your investment back. So just keep that in mind. Saying that people are going to make their investment back 
as a means to get their credit card information is full of ick. The math ain't mathin' because, again, you are making these claims based on things that you cannot control, right? I have absolutely no control over whether or not a client gets out there and markets themselves the way that they're supposed to. I can give them the marketing strategy, but even then I cannot guarantee that the marketing strategy itself is going to result in the client making, you know, buku dollars, right? Because I'm sure that's how a lot of marketing people were marketing their stuff. And then COVID hit and a bunch of people went out of business. People were losing revenue. Everyone thought we were going to die. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like you see where this is going. It's like, and I mentioned this in last week's episode about, you know, making guarantees over things that you can't control. If I'm on a call with a client and we're doing a consultation call running their, you know, let's say their landing page, we're evaluating their landing page and sales funnel from an ethics perspective so they can make sure that they're doing everything in an aligned way and their child calls or their school calls and they have to go pick up their child. I, can, I can't guarantee that we're going to have a full hour, but what I can guarantee is a mitigating response, i.e., if something like this happens, we can reschedule and make sure that you get the full time that you paid for. So I can guarantee that one way or another, you're going to get the full consultation time and the, the depth of my knowledge that I can bring to it, 100%, I can guarantee that. I can't guarantee that we're not going to be interrupted, though. Can't guarantee that, right? Unless I turn off your phone or something somehow. So you can make guarantees around the things that you can control. And even then, you got to leave room, right? And I, I usually write this into contracts and stuff, right? Like we leave room for unforeseen, you know, circumstances, dire circumstances, catastrophic circumstances, right? So you leave room in your contracts for that. But, you know, generally speaking, you can't make any guarantees about things that you yourself cannot control. So if you train on sales, you can't make guarantees about how much income a client will have because you have no control over the marketing. What if their marketing is shit and vice versa? Like I can't make claims around marketing because what if your sales are shit? I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Right. Or like, hey, we're going to work on your branding and, you know, to make income claims around things like branding. Oh, and then a client rebranded. And in the very next month, they had a 15K month. Like you can't do that. You can't do that because maybe they got the branding and that was a part of it, right? Maybe they got the branding done, but maybe they also just hired an amazing salesperson or they just came out of some amazing sales training and they were actually able to present their offer in such a light that it made sense to people and people started to buy because before people were confused. So I know that that probably seemed like I was rambling. Maybe I was a little bit. But the point was is to just kind of give some examples over or give some examples around how you cannot make these types of guarantees right? I hope you're still with me. <laughs> so income claim marketing, that's what it is. FTC, Federal Trade Commission here in the United States says it's a no-go. It's misleading and it's very intoxicating and it's, it's very attractive and it's effective because the mean average salary, that's what mean means is average. The average salary in the United States is $53,000, just a little bit over $53,000, right? So to hear that I could be making 10K months is incredibly attractive. And who doesn't hope for a better life? Who doesn't hope to breathe and not be holding their breath until they get paid from their job? Who doesn't want that? But the thing is, is you can't guarantee it. So that's what today's episode is about. Thank you so much for joining. Does income claim marketing have a place in your strategy? Perhaps it does. 
Well, you'll have to do it without breaking any FTC regulations, at least if you're in the United States. And even if you aren't breaking any actual rules, how does it feel to skirt on just this side of legal? If you have any questions regarding income claim marketing, be sure to use our web-based voicemail widget on defythestatusquo.com or you can shoot me a DM. See you next time.